Welcome to the Ontario Outdoor Pursuit Podcast. This Ontario-generated podcast is here to talk outdoor living, fishing, and hunting. Give all kinds of geeky tech talks and hunting tips with things that have worked for us. We all have a story to tell, and here's ours. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to Ontario Outdoor Pursuit. This week, we're diving right into some turkey talk, as I said. And uh, with me, I have joined a couple of fellas from the Heathen Outdoors. What's going on, guys? Not much, man. How's it been? How you doing, Cam? Doing well. So online, I do have Trev and Chris. And uh, why don't you guys tell us a bit about Heathen Outdoors? And uh, you guys are on Instagram, Facebook, any other platforms? Uh, just starting to get into YouTube once we get a little bit more footage here. We're kind of still rookies at doing that stuff, but uh, once we get a hopefully to fire up a little bit of a YouTube channel here, some more. Okay, so uh, he- Heathen, out- Heathen Outdoors. What what are what's Heathen Outdoors? Um, so I'm the oldest one in the group. I I've been hunting for over 20 years and fishing. I've just I grew up living the outdoor life, right and just watch everybody online now and how easy it is to get into and no one basically no one believed me all the things that i used to see when i whenever i'd be out in the woods or in the bush or on the water by myself and i just finally got fed up with it and fired up this heathen outdoors thing and to me heathen means that i'm basically i'm ruthless i don't stop nothing will stop me from getting getting to where i want to be or like i'll be i'm that driven towards trying to track down that certain animal that love it that i get love like it. hunting and fishing it's kind of like if, if you watch the show vikings like they're just they're all they're persistent they're consistently going they're consistently conquering like and i'm just setting goals and trying to conquer them right so and picked up chris kind of like a little bit of an apprentice guy there there this season and you know things have just been blowing up for us ever since i've been running this for about probably three years now anyway and since I got Chris on board, it's been uh, been getting a little bit out of control. So I'm really looking forward to seeing where this is going to go. And, and Trev, is that just uh, prior to our conversation before we started this? Is that just because he's tech savvy and you're not? Yeah, a lot of that. <laughs> and and I'll, I actually gave up turkey hunting for probably six or seven years. Really? Because yeah, it was just it was too easy, and I, and I I lost that I lost the lust for it. Right? Like I didn't. I didn't find it fun anymore to go out. Like, I, I could I could pull my wife into this thing, and you could ask her how many times I would leave my place here in Dorchester, Ontario, and drive to Delhi, Ontario, and be back in bed with a dead turkey before she was out of bed at 8 o'clock in the morning. Don't you love that? I've definitely had that uh, twice over my years of turkey hunting, and you're able to get up and have breakfast with your significant other. It's I could yeah. definitely see where you're coming from on that note. It, it's 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 funny when she goes, oh, you didn't go turkey hunting. I'm just like, yeah, he's hanging in the garage. Like, <laughs> yeah, like he's tagged out. Like, and and I, I didn't have many people that were into it, right? So, yeah. um, over the last couple of years, I've been taking out some newcomers to hunting, and almost like just taking them out on their first hunt and guiding them. And I've been successful with that. And Chris has never shot a turkey, and I'm amped for him and his little brother Colin, who's also part of our little pro staff per se to uh hopefully we're gonna bust down two birds saturday sunday and being sunday gonna be chris's birthday so he's up sunday morning per se 
Oh, that's an excellent way to spend your birthday. And I have noticed that over uh, over the past little while, Chris. Um, you know, even when uh, you guys, we, we were all at the, uh, was it the Tilbury show that we had seen you last year, Chris? Or what was that? That was... Um, no, I think we saw you. I think it was at the, the Rodney show. Rodney Big Buck show, that's right. And yeah. uh, you had yeah. your little brother there. And I see him on the Instagram. He, he follows around with you and... That's totally awesome that you're bringing him up into this. So is he uh, is he going to be getting out with you guys as well? Yeah, he's up Saturday morning opening day. He's first. Okay. He's first yeah. one on the docket. Good, good. I think yeah. that's I think that's the one of the the bigger things for for Trev here is that he's seeing a younger crowd come up and he's he's being more of a teacher now and that's what makes it more exciting for him um, to want to get back out in the woods and and take newcomers out because um, he, he's. In a sense, I would say reliving the excitement that he had when he he had the the true passion for it. Um, so yeah, no, bringing my brother out is is huge. We have so much to learn. I mean, I'm I've only been in the game. This is my fifth year, and and I, I still have so much I need to uh, to learn. And, and Trev's a great guy for that. So awesome. Um, kind of why I was really interested in calling you guys. Uh, I, I want everyone to hear about the heathen outdoors and why you're starting it. I think that is that that's awesome. Uh, more people need to be doing kind of what you guys are doing. And um, like the, like the dedication Trev you had talked about, it, it really shows in your social media. And I mean this whole uh, like the way the hunting world and the fishing world have kind of gone to social media and platforming everything it takes a lot of freaking time and effort and you guys have been scouting turkeys like crazy. So that really struck my interest given the time of year, obviously we're a week away and what are you guys seeing out there right now? Um, really? I haven't seen as much as I'd like. Um, I'm going off of years past experience and just kind of knowing all the properties. Like I, I'm very fortunate for not having to hunt any public land. I've, I probably have 10 to 15 different farms that I can hunt some owned by the same guys, but just different locations across. And I can hunt everything from waterfowl, whitetail through cocktails, coyotes and turkeys, right? So um, I haven't been seeing as much as I would like to have seen, but every time I've been in the bush in the last three weeks with with my mouth call walking around, just doing some late season shed hunting, I'd strike up a couple gobbles and like, the other day, I don't know if you caught that live video that Chris uh, threw up there on Instagram, but we just went in there to, to check a trail camera and our food plot that we fired up and um, to finish sighting his new, um, what is it, the spot hog? Yeah, yeah, fast Eddie there. So we're yeah. just getting getting him down on the 60-yard pin like you were doing the other day. Yeah. That bird called us before we even had a chance uh, to call for him, really, yeah. and that's what kind of sparked that whole... Uh, that whole thing coming together. So yeah, that, that was the third time I've heard a goblin there just going in and checking a camera. Yeah. And I was like, sweet. So I fired him up and I called him right in. He crossed us at 12 yards and just carried on his way. Yeah. He came in hot that day. He was real hot. So Trev, you've been, you've been doing this a while. Um, in your opinion, uh, cause me personally and the scouting that I've done or whatever, driving home, you're, Everyone, every one of us hunters and outdoorsmen, women, have a problem driving straight safely without looking at the nearest cornfield or bean field. Do you feel that uh, these toms are really heavy into strutting mating right now? As you know, you know, 
maybe earlier years with it being a little later on or even earlier? What's what's your opinion on that? Uh, so my opinion is our turkey season starts a month late in Ontario. Yeah. 100%. 100%. In Ontario, I think we should be fired up first uh, first uh, April, you know, the first, even the first Saturday of April. Like uh, this year, not so much. It, it's been a really cold spring and slow start to everything getting going. Like I do believe I learned from a guy – down Long Point Conservation Authority, he says turkeys, it needs to be a certain temperature for turkeys to actually produce a gobble. And that's that's what kind of strikes their mating up a little bit. They have to, mm-hmm. like, that's their dominant voice, right? And yeah. Have you, ever heard of, have you ever heard of Tom Yelp before? Mm-hmm. Like, it's really deep and raspy, and you think, oh, there's a big old sassy hen, but nine times out of ten, that's going to be a big old Tom on a can't pop out a gobble yet, right? So, yeah. um, personally, I think Things are still a little bit slow. They're aggressive. I've seen some years where opening day I've come across a turkey nest and they've already hatched. They've already laid and hatched. Yeah. On opening on our opening day of turkey season, I think with all this, like our our climate's changing, regardless of what you think. Like it's it's warmer typically in April than it was say back when I was a kid in you know the early early nineties. Yeah, we're you know, we're seeing a lot of like southern state temperatures kind of rolling exactly. into exactly. We're not downtown. getting that. We're not getting that uh, polar vortex as much anymore from the prairies like we used to. Yeah, but it's. I mean, maybe maybe they'll make an adjustment in a few years. Like it's. I can remember having like even when the full strut decoys first came out. I bought the first B Mobile from Primos that came out on the market. Yeah, and. I can remember setting that thing out there, and it didn't matter. As soon as a turkey came into the into the field, all those years ago, I mean, they just they beeline it right to it. Like I, I've had five or six turkeys, toms, like long beards, just kicking the crap out of my old B Mobile that's sitting here on the hood of my race car right now. But like it's, I don't see that anymore. I haven't used him in ten years. Like they they just don't. They don't. They, they look at them and go the other way. So I, I think we're behind times right now. We should be starting up a little bit earlier. Yeah, I, I'd agree a hundred percent. I think uh, like the action I've seen. I follow uh, Heartland Bowhunter quite a bit, um, and they're in the Missouri area, if I'm not mistaken. Um, yeah, they're Missouri. And I mean, they're starting up. I think they just started up this weekend. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. They started up. Uh, I believe it was. Um, yeah. Monday of last week was opening in Missouri, and th- like that's that's prime time to start up. Yeah, exactly. Like that's that's what makes turkey hunting exciting. When like when they're like like deer hunting, when they're in that dominant fighting stage, setting who's the dominant bird or who's the dominant buck. Yeah, that's the time to be. That's the time to be in in the woods hunting birds or, or deer for that matter. Like that's what you want to do. That's why late October is such an awesome time to be sitting in a tree stand all day. Like. And I think that feeling's mutual for me, um, as far as deer hunting's concerned too. I mean, um, I've been in the States and actually I was this year in, uh, early January talking with a guy and he says like, uh, and I was just over at Michigan there and, uh, he had said like, they get their second ramp up of when bucks are really getting horny right around that first to second week of January. And, uh, yeah. I would like to say that, in years to come, hopefully the turkey and deer seasons fluctuate a little bit because we, uh, I think we could be definitely missing out on some prime time hunting. 
Oh, I, I wish I wish our deer season here in Ontario would go to the end of January. I mean, because we don't get those those uh, late season that late season weather anymore. Like no. I mean, then again, we had I had a giant buck this year. He he shed his antler on Boxing Day. Like I right. bumped him on Boxing Day, and he had one side. And by the twenty eighth, he was fully shed and big buck. So I have to get try to get in on him a little earlier in December this year. Hopefully, he shows up and still has both sides. So yeah, yeah. So Chris, what's uh what's going to be your takeaway from this year's turkey season? Uh, you're you're after your first bird, right? Yeah, I'm after my first bird. I've had a I've had a few strut in front of me. Um, I've had a few strut behind me, and and they just wouldn't cross the fence. So I got unlucky in that yeah. um, sense of things. But I think this year for me really is just getting that first bird down. Um, and if that that means pulling out the, the 870 to do so, I, I'm gonna have to. Yeah. Um, as much as I'd love to take it with a bow, I think it's it's uh, a big thing just to get one down and get one under the belt to calm the nerves so that I can draw back and get that done. But um, so is your your takeaway is just teaching my brother as much as possible between between what I've learned and. and all the experience that Trev has too as well because it is his his second year of hunting I think it's his kind of initial year now but um yeah that's what I'm looking to take for so your your main focus obviously would be the harvest with a bow yeah definitely I I kind of made I made uh, a promise to myself that I'd take an animal uh, uh with a bow kind of more traditional yeah um first before I went to, to the gun because anyone can really sit behind a gun and, and take a bird, I think, in, in my opinion. But, yeah, um, yeah I, I would love to harvest a bird with a bow this year. I think that that's a big big thing for me. Uh, I know what it feels like to take a whitetail down, and, and it's it's extremely satisfying, and it is a big accomplishment because it's not easy. No, it's um, not. <laughs> and getting them, into, getting them into range is uh, it, is tough, too, in itself. Everything is definitely elevated on how difficult it can be to make a harvest with a bow. I certainly over the years have uh, have told myself, yep, I'm only doing it with a bow. And I've, I've only recently come to the conclusion that my empty freezer is saying you need to do whatever the hell you got to do to make this freezer full again. Yeah, no, no kidding. So, um, so... Trev, why don't you talk a little bit about your setup and how you kind of go from, say, we'll start from the beginning of turkey season to when it kind of ends and, you know, your, your spread of decoys, where you like to set up, uh, temperatures you like to go on, any type of calling techniques. Why don't you dive into that a little? Okay, so if I'm hunting a ground blind, which a lot of times I am when I'm bull hunting, my goal this year for turkey hunting is I'm going to shoot my second bird without being in a blind with my bow. Right. And I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with my decoys at about somewhere between nine and twelve yards depending on where I'm set up. And I'm gonna hopefully decap that bird. I've never had a full decap with a with a head broadhead, like a Magnus bullhead is the one that I'm shooting. Yeah. Um so my my decoys, I have uh, three decoys. I got a three quarter strut Jake, the Avian X and the laydown hen and the breeding hen all evening next decoys and they'll be the jake will be on top of the lay down hen to mimic him breeding her and the other hen will be about four to five yards off left or right depending on 
and that's kind of not so much the wind, but just kind of dependent on where I can get set up. Like I kind of want her not in the way at all of one now this year footage because that's the that's the other uh, obstacle that we've got to overcome now. Now we've added recording this stuff with a tripod and a DSLR camera. Yeah. And and uh, yeah, that's it for the setup really. But other than that, I will hunt any weather. If it's a thunderstorm, I've killed more birds in thunderstorms. Everyone stays home. I go out. I sit right in the middle of an alfalfa field. They come right to you. Like, yeah. you know, if you've noticed that, if you're driving around in the rain, there's always birds out in the middle of the field. I've, uh, I'm definitely guilty of one of those guys that's like, alarm goes off at four in the morning. I like to be out there early sipping my coffee. And <laughs> I'm like, if I see that it's pouring out, there's no way I'm packing my stuff and getting in that truck. And then once I get up at seven thirty eight o'clock, I see all the down birds I am that guy that goes right back to bed and so disappointed afterwards. Yeah, yeah. Do, do yourself a favor this year, man. Like, lots of times they're quiet. Like, on rainy days. Like, this morning, <laughs> this morning, Quinn and I both kind of shit the bed there. We uh, <laughs> we were going to go out for a scout this morning. I woke up late thinking that he already came to my house and left and went without me. And then he messaged me back 20 minutes later. Dude, I, I went to bed late. <laughs> So it never worked out. We were those guys this morning, right? It happens to everybody. <laughs> well, at least but, it's not season yet. So you guys, like, I'll exempt you from that. Yeah, we'll, we'll make up tomorrow morning. We'll, we'll set something up here today after we're done this, and we'll go tomorrow morning and go listen. Try to find that bird that yeah, we yeah. called in there the other day. <laughs> so, but, yeah, any weather. Um, I, I uh, historically, I don't, um, I don't go and roost birds at night. Okay. I know where they are. I'll see what bush they're at. Yeah. And I like going, um, I get there before daylight, obviously, like before you're legally able to shoot. And yeah. when they're hammering, I go right to them. I get set up, you know, pop up quick and get set down. And I call a lot more than the average guy. Okay. Some people might, some people might say that I call too much, but I mean, i I've called birds off other hunters before because I'm just persistent. My my ideal on this thing is that uh, if he's got the boss hen with him, I'm I'm actually calling to her. I'm trying to tick her off because if she comes, he's coming with her. Yeah. So, and if if he's with hens already, he turns and comes over, or she turns and comes over, he's gonna follow along, and usually it ends up in getting getting a bird down. Like mm-hmm. I don't know. That's I've I. I've always been accused of calling too much in yeah. deer hunting, waterfowl, and turkey. So I, it's successful for me, so I keep doing it. Yeah, it, with turkeys for sure, I'm I'm the exact same. I'm I'm heavy on the scratch pad. If anything, if if ever, anyone ever feels that they're calling too much, my recommendation is always um, just a light purr, a light cluck is something that's always going to initiate. There's It's a safe zone. They're feeding. You cannot really go wrong with it. No, no, and I don't do a lot of purring and clucking. Actually, I, with a mouth call, I can't do that. I don't, yeah, not know, don't know why. It's something that I I've been struggling with for years. But I'll I'll belt out a bunch of yelps and just keep yelping. And then I pull out the uh, my Slater pot call and I'll do those with them. And sometimes I'll do them all at the same time to make it sound like there are two hands because I have usually two decoys in front of me. But yeah, yeah, um, don't do a lot of hunting without the decoys. I probably could. I mean, I just called that one in 
the other day at the 12 yards, no decoys, just the ground line because we set it up and left it there. But yeah, yeah, a lot of calling. Don't worry about the weather. Uh, my biggest downfall is I don't like getting carried out of the bush by mosquitoes in late season. So that's right. I try to find them. I'll typically late season. I'll hunt later at night or like the afternoon, and I'll I'll just key in on their strut zones out in a winter wheat field or a freshly cultivated and planted bean field or something like that. Like I'm definitely feeling definitely feeling your hunting style. I'm I'm feeling that for sure. Yeah, like I hunt a lot of swamps, and those bugs will carry you back to the truck before you get set up. So no good. Um, have you ever tried the running gun strategy? No, and that's another thing I'm going to try this year with my bow. Oh, that's that's uh, that's ballsy. Yeah, I'm I'm all about it. I I I couldn't I can't tell you how many turkeys I've killed. You know what I mean? Like yeah, I, I've been doing it so long. Like I've had it where turkey season lasts two days, right? And then what do you do? Like that's kind of why I, I lost interest in it because uh, I'm looking forward all year for two days of hunting, and that's no that's no good for me. I now that I got all these other guys, like I got. So this year I got four people lined up that have never shot a bird that I've got to take out. And then I got some return customers that want to go out. So that's awesome. I, I love to hear that. That's, that's what I'm all about. I'm just pumped to see people smash their first bird and see the excitement. Um, do you always go after two tags as well? Or are you kind of one bird and done? Um, I, I typically, I'll buy the two tags, even if I, even if I don't fill the two. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm all about supporting our, our uh, natural resources and through tag sales. That's one of our main ways of doing that. So, I mean, I've, I've been moose hunting once in the last eight or nine years and I've bought a tag every year. So like, right. It's just, I just keep, I keep buying it and it doesn't matter to me. I've killed, like I said, I've harvested so many, so many birds in the amount of time that, I've been hunting birds for 20 years and you know, you're like, like, you know, you said two or two a year, like some years I've, I've, I've killed my birds in two days. Mm-hmm. Other years it takes me a couple weeks. Like, yeah. But, yeah. Do you, um, what's your kind of process after you've harvested a bird? Like I, I do all my own kind of taxidermy just for the way birds are. I've never done a full bird obviously, but I do all my own fan mounts and everything. Are you guys kind of the same? I do, yeah, I do all my own fan mounts. I've done a, um, have you ever seen those ones where they skin out the, the whole back of the bird and you got the whole feathers all the way down to the base of the neck with no, the I fan? Don't, I can't say I have. Yeah, I'll, I'll send you a picture on Instagram of that. I got one that I did hanging up in my room downstairs, but Wicked. yeah, we're just, before we started this, I was just showing Chris, there's, what is there over there, six or seven fans on top of my old car under the, on the cover and another three back here. Another three back here. I've got a couple from a few people that I took out last year I haven't even done yet. I gotta, I'm got i going to peel them open and dry them up today. I had them in the freezer, so yeah. get them done for people. But, yeah, it's, it became there were so many fans laying around, I've actually thrown some out. Like, I didn't have anywhere to store them <laughs> for a long time, right? So. Yeah, I'd like to fill my walls with a little bit uh, more variety. It seems to be a lot of lot of fans laying around. Yeah, like I, I got three or four beards laying behind me. I'm gonna start a beard and spur rope. I think more than fans anymore. Those are pretty wicked. So, uh, those are really yeah, cool. a little bit different, right? And yeah. How many deer heads we got laying in here? Euro mounts. Yeah, we have nine or ten euros laying in the garage right now. The euro mounts this year. We ran into so many deadheads, and then we also had. Probably three or four more euros from 
them as well. Yeah. Good fun. Keeps you some keeps the beer going down when you're sitting around <laughs> after dark, right? So million dollar question. Would you uh, you guys can both answer would you prefer to have the season end early by harvesting your bird or prolong the season just to enjoy all the excitement and then harvest your bird? Tough one. Take the mosquitoes out of the equation because that would be a no brainer. Yeah. Um, for me, I like, it doesn't, it really doesn't matter for me. Like I would like to see like another big goal of mine is I now have, four guys that have never killed a turkey that means i got eight turkeys that i gotta get killed that's right you know what i mean yep. and if, if i get one or two in the mix like that's awesome like last year my a friend of mine leanne she never never killed a bird before took her out she, we had a bird down by seven o'clock giant tom biggest one of the year you know what i mean it was yeah. just the shade over 24 pounds good spurs ten and a half inch beard awesome you know what i mean yeah she bought she bought me breakfast at the Husky there. <laughs> on the on the way back, we went and did a little scouting, and I seen another big bird at one of my spots walking across the bean field. We packed up, ran in, and 15 minutes later, he was down. Like, and if you look on Instagram, there's a video of me I choked with my bull, and then I grabbed her shotgun and dumped him on a big follow fast follow. Nice, that's a, incredible little video. That's the sort of stuff you got to get on video, and I mean. If it's not making like hot off the press type videos, it's got to make a blooper scene. Yeah, oh, hundred percent. I'm all about the bloopers. <laughs> got quite a few. Those are the best, man. Kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, those get the most hits for sure. Absolutely. So it was a cheesy video. It was only done. It was done at like 15 yards with a GoPro out of the ground blind. I didn't yeah. have any other recording recording equipment at the time, but this year's gonna be a lot different, and yeah. I can't wait. So that's awesome. Really looking forward to Chris and Queener getting them and then we got the other guy in Heathens Outdoor, Cody Wilson. He's he's kind of a prodigy student if you want to call him that. He's determined himself to do everything by himself and he's he's finally doing that. Like he's he's in my um, controlled hunt group and finally last year after five or six years of trying you finally got his first bird down. He never ended up getting a second one but I've never actually hunted turkeys with him either so he's just done it all on his own just keeps calling me and asking me questions and picking my brain. So you guys, you guys definitely got a year, you guys got a year of excitement. That's for sure. coming. Oh buddy. I can't wait. And I'm just, I just hope I can connect. I haven't, I hope I can connect on a big white tail this year. I've been following one. This will be my fourth season now following them around. And I just, just hope I can, I make it happen. Like I didn't, haven't even seen him on hoof. I just keep getting teased with pictures. So, well, he's a giant. So I am, uh, I'm probably just as fired up as you guys are now. We are what? We're six days. Yeah, six days away. Yeah, we're six days out. I'm. Uh, I'm gonna be getting the gear packed here probably today. I'm gonna mess around in the hunting closet and see what I can get the scratch pad out. Start annoying the dog a little bit and make a few calls yeah. in the basement. And... Yeah, I I got my vest. It's all ironed out, hanging up, loaded with shells, broadheads, nice. calls. You name it. The only thing I got put in there now is snacks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What's your go-to snack for the bush? If I'm using mouth calls, I take bananas. Bananas? Yeah. Okay. I'm more of a nibs guy. I like nibs. Nibs, yeah. I don't care if it's morning or late. Beef jerky's good, but 
anything that crumbles up in your mouth too much screws up your mouth calls. So, uh, yeah, like, I'm a sure. mouth call kind of guy. I, I prefer to use them over anything, but I'm not the greatest caller with them, but I get by. I've killed lots of birds, so I'm not going to. Yeah. I'm definitely not winning any competitions, but. Well, I'm. Uh, I can definitely admire what you guys are doing. The amount of scouting is uh, definitely more than what I've been doing. Um, I I have done my fair share, but um, you guys are really killing it. And uh, you guys have an awesome Instagram page. You guys do some giveaways from time to time. And for everyone listening, you definitely have to go to uh, Heathen Outdoors via Instagram. Check these guys out. Give some love and support for some fellow hunting guys and what they're all about. You've now heard it. And uh, you guys are definitely going to have to keep me updated with your season. And I'm sure we'll be talking more along the way. But uh, appreciate the phone call today. And um, Absolutely, brother. Yeah, like, um, we, uh, we'll, have to, we'll have to link up here during turkey season here. We got to... We just, we're just waiting for them to show up, not really in the mail, just get the phone call to go pick them up. We actually got our own custom arrow wraps done. and Awesome, we'll, that's uh, wicked. We'll, we'll meet up with them, we'll drop you off a hat and, uh, and a set of arrow wraps, give you, so you can throw some arrow wraps on and help support. And we're also, we're doing, uh, for the month of October, and actually all of deer season, we have, we're going to have a uh, pink wrapped arrow with pink fletchers for breast cancer, and we're going to sell those. That's to, awesome. Uh, just raise a little awareness and do some fundraising for the breast cancer. I will. Uh, I've got a close friend who's been through it, and her mother's going through it for the second time. And I actually got the idea from the boys and ladies and gentlemen, I guess, at uh, raised hunting down south. I was talking to them a little bit, so that's... good idea. Kind of warmed my heart, and I'm doing the same up here in Canada. Just kind of paying it forward. So much respect for that. I will. Uh, I'll be pushing that on our Instagram page and Facebook. And uh, I will make everyone aware of every listening platform possible that uh, they need to get themselves some pink wraps. That's that's real cool. Yeah, man. Like, I, it it definitely kind of brought a tear to my eye. Like, my this this girl is one of my best friends in the world, and she's my age. You know what I mean? And yeah. She had to go through that terrible thing, and she's got two daughters, and it's she's just a bad program, but. All is well. She's healthy now. She's been through it. Carrying on. Now we can look forward to the rest of rest of our lives being friends. And yeah, that's it. So, well, appreciate the phone call and the time, guys. Uh, we're gonna wrap this thing up here and go start playing around with some turkey gear. So, thank you, guys. Um, yeah. Anything? Any last words? Uh, good luck to everybody out there who's going out in Ontario and anybody who's listening down in the states who's maybe having a hard time. Yes. Keep at it. I mean, turkeys, they're, they're not real intelligent animals. You just gotta, they're, they're so smart. They're stupid. Like that's, they just do what they want. They <laughs> fly around by the seat of their pants. And that's kind of what I do. Like just keep at it. That's all I can say. want to take this quick second to thank our friends over at Hunter's Blend Coffee for keeping us warm and heartfelt through this time and obviously for making a difference with one cup of coffee at a time um our friends at aim size supplements for keeping us healthy through this covid pandemic um as well as exercise and having an appropriate diet aim size is definitely helping with my health and my family's health kickaboo shop Obviously, the best spices to put on all your damn food. If you want to try Kickaboo products, go to Kickaboo Shop 
and use the promo code KICKA OOP. Get 10% off your order, and you too, like Frank's Red Hot, but way better, you can put that shit on everything. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in, and we will see you guys next week for the newest podcast of OOP.